0: Fast-rising rents can break a couple's carefully planned budget. Learn six strategies that can help lower your rent and keep more money in your pocket. Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. One of the biggest expenses for couples is housing, especially when it comes to renting in a high cost of living area. According to Realtor.com's monthly rental report, on average, the cost of rent was 10.1% higher in 2021 than in 2020. Living in the Triangle area of North Carolina, we're seeing rents rise fast. We've heard from multiple friends how quickly their rents have jumped. There have been plenty of news stories about this. I noticed that rents in Durham was reported to have gone up 20.1%, and here in Raleigh, it's gone up 22.1%. Since the theme this month is about saving you money, I'm glad to highlight my chat with Justin Pogue. He's an asset and property management professional and the author of Rental Secrets. Justin shared strategies that can help you get a better deal on your rent and save you some serious cash. In this episode, we get into six strategies to lower your rent, biggest mistakes he sees renters make during the hunt, and what to do when you're looking for a new apartment. Are you ready? Let's get started.
1: What people need to understand is that landlords have an inordinate number of problems that they're dealing with. The idea behind my book is if you can help them with any of those problems, then they will actually pay you in the form of lower rent. One interesting tip to save money on rent is mm-hmm. the timing of when you're looking for an apartment. Really? So most people are trying to get situated in the summer, spring time frame, they're trying to get in before school starts and all of that kind of thing. Um, and landlords know this. They charge more during those months because more people are looking, there's higher demand. Mm. But there are also times during the fall and winter when people move out for all kinds of different reasons. They find a job in a new city, whatever their situation is, they move out. That leaves the landlord with a problem. I need to rent this place during the time of the year when not many people are looking. And as a renter, you can take advantage of that. Depending on which city you're in, the discount that you can get off of the rent can be as high as 7%.
0: That's significant savings because it feels like it's the opposite. A lot of couples tell me, hey, I just got my renewal lease and it's going up again. Let's say a couple does find themselves where the timing maybe isn't so great. Um, right. Gotten a notice, the rent's going to go up again. Are there ways they can negotiate to minimize that financial burden?
1: Let's just start with the concept of knowing that I can negotiate.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
1: not many people actually do. Once you understand that concept, then it mm-hmm. becomes a matter of how do I present my case? Most yeah. people just go in and whine about how the rent's gone up, it's gone up every year. Why are you mm-hmm. doing this to me? Everything's against me, blah, blah, blah. Um, the person who's in that office, especially if you're dealing with a larger apartment community, that person mm-hmm. really doesn't have any control. They're basically, in this example, yeah, basically the equivalent of the cashier at Walmart. Like They're not in charge mm-hmm. of the actual dollar amount that you're paying. Now, they do report to someone, who is and can make those deals and and can negotiate. Now, the idea is how do I get this person to go to their boss and make that case for me?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: There's a couple of things that go into that. Number one, have you been an easy resident to work with? Have you built the social capital by cleaning up after your pet, paying your rent on time, not complaining about minutiae over the course of the year that you've been there? Those kinds of Mm -hmm. things really provide incentive for that leasing agent to work with you and want to go make your case to their boss. Part of that is actually looking out in the marketplace at communities that you may want to live in. Now, those communities may be within a mile or two of the community you currently live in, maybe further away, because in most metropolitan, the commute that people are willing to make over time has gotten longer. The radius that they're willing to live in has gotten larger, which means that there's more competition for the community that you're living in. Your landlord's competition is any community where you would choose to live. Go out and gather data from those communities and see what they're actually charging. Bring that back to your landlord, in this case the leasing agent, and tell them, Look, these are the opportunities that I have out in the marketplace. Now, are they going to come down to what the lowest community out there is offering? Probably not. but if they come down from their renewal offer, if they come down $50, $100, that's real money that is built into every month of rent that you're paying. When a lot of people talk about, oh, I'm going to save money, I'll just not buy that Starbucks latte every day. That's usually the advice <laughs> that people get. What happens is every morning you have that internal battle with yourself mm-hmm. about whether you're going to buy that latte or not. hmm In order to save the money, you have to win that battle every morning. Well, in this case, the savings that you've negotiated is built into your lease. Autopilot for the whole year. You don't have that internal battle every day. That $50 or $100 now turns into car payments. It turns into Mm -hmm. money you can use for food. It turns into money that you can put towards your retirement account. It turns into money that you can set aside for emergencies. And you may have seen this statistic, 45% of American families don't have $400 to cover. an Yeah, emergency.
0: that's scary.
1: <laughs> it is. Because we all know emergencies cost more than $400. <laughs> let's just face it. So part of the value of the savings is that it can help you deal with the other factors that are going on in your life. Because it's, it's not so much the money that you make at the top end, mm-hmm. it's the money that you keep at the end of the month that really has an impact on your quality of life. That's what we're talking about here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I love that because in the community, I talk about going for the big ones. It's funny that you mentioned the lattes. I have nothing against you putting to, putting money towards something that you really enjoy and brings you joy. But if you're talking about saving significant amount of money, you're going to have to look like for the big wins, and housing is a huge expense for many families. It keeps growing, but that's one conversation, and for a year, you're saving that money, and hopefully you're automating it to whatever you need to, whether it's paying down bills, saving, or investing.
1: But it gets better because every renewal is mm-hmm. typically based on a as a percentage of mm-hmm. what your previous rent was. So mm-hmm. if that base amount is lower, then, each subsequent increase is smaller so it kind of becomes the gift that keeps on giving
0: that's that's good to know how they calculate that
1: yeah now there's another strategy that's mm-hmm. really good especially for couples especially for couples with young children who one spouse may want to stay at home that strategy is to actually work for the landlord there's a requirement that a property of a certain size in California it has mm-hmm units, but a prop, any property of a certain size must have an employee who lives on site.
0: Really? That's
1: not going to be the owner. So who would the owner trust with that? Someone who has created the rapport with them, built that social capital with them, who, mm-hmm. is, who is trustworthy, who lives on site, knows the community, already knows the residents who are there. Now, in exchange, mm-hmm. this person typically receives either greatly reduced or possibly free rent. But it gets even better because, let's say, for example, your rent is $2,000 a month. It's $24,000 a year. But it's important to recognize that's after-tax money. Mm. That's money that you would have already paid taxes on. When you look at it in terms of gross earnings, probably closer to thirty dollars or more, which is a great income for a side gig. Mm -hmm. But there's other benefits too. So people come to look at apartments. This person typically be showing them gives you an opportunity to network with people who are moving to the area, make Mm -hmm. connections, form relationships. If you have young children, it also gives you a chance to earn resources for the family Hmm. and still be at home with your child helping to raise them. It can be a very flexible option. Now, that is not for everyone, of course. It depends Mm -hmm. on your job and what your situation is, but it's one potential solution that a lot of people don't think about.
0: Yeah, I I like that because there are some... Couples with kids, they know for sure that one of them needs to stay home, but if they can drastically cut expenses or find these opportunities to save money for the family in other ways, that's a huge win. I'm glad you brought that up. You shared some great tips about what to do. What about the other side of the coin? You've probably seen people make the biggest mistakes for couples that are renting, what are the biggest mistakes they make when it's time to renew their lease or try to get a deal with their apartment?
1: Your relationship with your Mm -hmm. landlord starts at the very beginning before we even get to the lease renewal part. Earlier, I kind of mentioned things like cleaning up after your pet. Mm -hmm. That's a huge one. You want to build social capital with Mm -hmm. your landlord in the community that you're living in before you need it. When, before yeah. the renewal part comes around and you're having that discussion, build mm-hmm. that up before. So you clean up after your pet, you make the community a great place to live, and mm-hmm. then the landlord wants to retain you as mm-hmm. as a resident. So yeah. that's, where it, that's where it starts. Other mistakes that people make is assuming that they can't negotiate. They assume mm-hmm. that it's just like I walk into Walmart, I pick something up off the shelf, the price is whatever it is. I go to the cashier and I pay it. A lot of people assume that that's the situation. It really isn't because as a landlord, when you you look at the different apartment communities, there is massive competition, fierce competition for people who have good credit, for people who have decent jobs, for people who know how to get along and play well with others. If you have one or two bad apples in your community, it can drive everyone else out and then where's the value of your investment? in the community. Landlords fight tooth and nail to retain those Mm -hmm. residents, make their community a great place to live. Those are a couple of mistakes that people make and it's just tweaking the thinking just a little bit about how they approach renting. The other mistake that people make is they go to these communities and there's all of these amenities. There's pools, there's volleyball courts, there's tennis courts, it's fantastic. You know, all of this stuff is available at my fingertips, blah, blah, blah. So they're going off of the emotion that those things, that seeing those things creates for them.
2: Mm-hmm. And those
1: things are great and, and wonderful if you're actually going to use them. <laughs> True. <laughs> what ends up mm-hmm. happening is each of those amenities costs money to put in. It costs money mm-hmm. to maintain. And the landlord has built those costs into the rents that they're charging. Mm-hmm. So those communities with all those amenities, they're going to have higher rent. So it's really important to think about what amenities do I really, truly need, whereas the, the, the volleyball court may not be one of those that I really, truly need. In-unit washer and dryer may be one of those amenities that I really need. So yeah. really understand what you need versus what you want, and then you can choose a, pro- a community that more, is more appropriate for where you are and what you're actually going to be using.
0: That's so smart. When we were years ago shopping around apartments, yeah, we got snagged in by some of the amenities, but that's a good point. Like, what are you going to actually use? Because their overhead is always going to be that amount. They can only negotiate down so much, right? Those those costs are going to be there. Mm -hmm. We've talked about uh, couples who have lived in a place for a while and, you know, it's an issue of renewing a lease, but many times because of a job opportunity, they'll move to a new city. You're, you don't know too much about the city. you got a job offer. You're going to try to find something nearby work. What tips do you have for couples that are trying to find a, a good deal for their apartment?
1: The first thing I'd say is give yourself some time to find mm-hmm. place. Don't show up two days before in this panic and find the lease to sign and just get in. like mm-hmm. give yourself some time to do some research on the market mm-hmm. go and see different neighborhoods that you might want to live in mm-hmm. and actually talk to not just the leasing agents talk to the residents talk to the people who live there and see what their experience is because they've already signed the lease whether you lease there or not doesn't really matter to them So Mm -hmm. they will tell you the good, the bad, the ugly. That's a really good, it's a really good tip. Also, when you're choosing a place to live, go and see the community at night. Better yet, Mm -hmm. go see the community at night on the weekend. Oh, then okay. You can really see if quiet hours really start at 10 or if they actually start at 1 a.m. in that particular mm-hmm. community, depending on you know what's going yeah. on. You can get a flavor for what's really happening after you're comparing communities. Now you've got pricing from different communities, and mm-hmm. communities will offer different deals. Some mm-hmm. communities will offer a few weeks free. Other communities will offer reduced rent. If you're looking for a community that you're interested in, but you don't quite qualify in terms of you need three times the rent to to qualify and that kind of thing you can use those deals maybe instead of getting like free free week, weeks free up front
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay, well let's take that same benefit spread it out over the year now the rent is com- the rent comes oh, down so I see. now the amount that i need to qualify for comes down slightly mm-hmm. and then once you qualify for the apartment and you're in they're not going to come back and check your income the next year and the year after that. And year after that, once you're in, that's a good way to, you know, first be aware that those, that those deals are out there, but then also use those deals to your advantage in your situation Mm -hmm. and certainly ask if there's a community that you're really interested in, ask them, this community is offering me this deal. Can you match them? I really like your community. I like where you are. You're closer to my job. I really want to go with you, but can you match that offer? Depending on their situation, they very well may say, Yes, that's the Mm -hmm. part that a lot of renters don't have access to. That's the information you don't have access to. What pressures are on this particular leasing agent or on this particular Mm -hmm. community?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: How much vacancy do they really have? You don't Mm -hmm. really know that because an interesting thing is when apartment communities put their listings on websites, Mm -hmm. they'll show one or two options for each type of apartment they have yeah they may have 10 vacancies but they're only going to show four or five because they're trying not to look like there's so much supply you don't really know Mm -hmm. if there's more pressure on this leasing associate to rent because at apartments of any apartment communities of any size every week there's a leasing meeting Mm -hmm. and in that meeting the manager comes in and talks to the leasing associate about What's rented? What has it? And the ones that have been vacant for a long time, what are you doing to get them leased?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When someone comes in and they're looking for apartments, I advise people to ask them what's been vacant for a month or more. What are your long term mm-hmm. vacants? Because now you've become a hero to that leasing associate. You mm-hmm. are somebody who can help solve their problem. Yeah. And now when they go into that leasing meeting, they're like, yeah. Lease apartment number fifty-five. That was <laughs> me. Got that handled. So it's actually like this: this badge of honor to get long-term vacant apartments leased. When you're looking for that apartment, ask: What's been vacant the longest? Let me take a look at it. Just managing a uh, apartment community a couple of years ago at yeah. a long vacant apartment there, and someone had lived in it for a long time they moved out, and we're showing this apartment, showing this apartment. Nobody's leasing. Nobody's leasing, and come to find out, people would walk to the door of the master bedroom, they'd look out the window, and they turn right around because the view wasn't that great. My solution was I put up curtains. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now people still have to go into the room.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're gonna open the curtains, but they're but once they open the curtains, they're actually in the room. So then yeah. when they turn around, they see the double closets, they see the master bathroom that we're offering that the other people didn't see go into the room. So even little things like that, you know, can help can help these apartments and looking for those long-term vacants can really make it easier for people to find some type of deal on the apartments that they're looking for.
0: If you're like us, you probably have quite a number of accounts between the two of you, including your old four oh one Ks. It can be difficult to stay on top of everything especially when your old employer switches providers, which is what happened with my husband. Here's where our sponsor Capitalize can help. Capitalize helps you find and roll over an old 401k into an IRA of your choice for free. They handle the entire process. And yes, that includes calling your old employer or the 401k provider on your behalf. If you're ready to make managing your old 401ks much easier, find out more at simplifyandenjoy.com slash capitalize. Before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways I received after reviewing my discussion with Justin. The first is spend time now building up that social capital. Relationships matter, period, but especially when you're in a competitive market. This can be a huge advantage with minimizing any rent increases and keeping more money in your pocket. The second is be clear about what you need and what you want with your apartment. Amenities can be wonderful if you use them. For example, we're talking about pools. Sometimes you have gyms available. Those are fantastic, but if you're not going to take advantage and use them, they can be an unnecessary overhead cost that you have to pay for. Define those crucial things that you need from your apartment and focus your search on that, especially if you're on a tighter budget. Finally, there are no quick wins, but you can have big wins. When you are able to save on a huge expense like housing, not only are you saving money that month, but that's also reoccurring. As Justin pointed out, when they go to renew the lease, you're also saving because it's based on that lower rent that you have. So be willing to invest that time with research and finding the right neighborhoods and apartment complexes, and with building a rapport. There's some work up front, but it can be well worth it. Since we're on the topic of making sure that your dollars go further, If you're paying off debt, or you're trying to save up for something big, one of the challenges you may be having is trying to find some cash to knock that particular goal out. If that's the situation you're in, don't forget, we have a free course called Five Days to 5K. It's a week-long email series that walks you through your budget and how to think about your finances so that you can find, save, and earn more money. Go at your own pace you can sign up for free over at couplemoney.com slash 5k. I'd love for you to hit your financial goals this year. Thank you so much for listening. I'll include links in the show notes to all the resources we've mentioned, along with some other handy tools that can help you save cash easily over at Couple Money. Don't forget, we're doing a Q&A episode, and I'd love to include yours. If you're already a member of the community and get the newsletters, just hit reply and send it in. Or if you want to send something anonymous, I have a form over at couplemoney.com mailbag. I want this podcast to give you the tools you need to have some big wins this year. Music was provided by various artists over at Audio. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for being a part of the community. I appreciate the support and the ideas that you send in. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.